This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, a guy that we've missed so much. Ben Fennell of the NFL Network joins us now. Good afternoon, Ben. What's going on, boys? It's great to get the band back together. I've missed you guys. It is. It is good to get the band back together. Let's talk a little bit about what I've seen from you on Twitter as of recent. Uh, And that really is your concern about offensive line, specifically tackle depth. Uh, and Ricky Wagner uh, went off with an arm injury, it looks like, uh, earlier today. Brian Gunnikun saying that, uh, that you know, look, Billy Turner has proven to be a, a starting right tackle caliber type player uh, in the NFL in the past. How do you evaluate their tackle depth at this point? Well, you know, LaFleur and Gunnikun are going to say all the right things and feel good about the guys they have in their locker room. But at the end of the day, to lose a cornerstone piece like Brian Bulaga at a position that we've had some injury issue in the past and we've had some missteps in the draft in the past, i.e. Jason Spriggs, I just think it's a valuable, valuable position to make sure you're secured and insured, especially at the depth. We've seen it last year where we had to have Jared Beldier off the street come in and survive. We've had Jason Spriggs out there and Kyle Murphy. I just hate to see a, a veteran quarterback potentially having a uh, couple missteps in a season because of injuries on the offensive line. I just think it's a position you had to address, either stronger in free agency, stronger in the draft, whatever it took, you had to bolster and replace Brian Bulaga in the cornerstone piece he's been for a number of years. And it's been a while since both tackles survived an entire season unscathed. I think that was 2016 where Bakhtiari and Bulaga played 1,200 snaps, but that was three, four years ago, and it's a position you have to be ready to have two, three deep behind them. You know, you're right about that. I think if you look at the history of the Green Bay Packers, you can go all the way back to John Michaels. Yeah, they have struggled at that position to try to, you know, get good draft picks. Sherrod was another draft pick that comes to mind that, that they kind of missed over there at tackle. And now it feels like they're back to where they used to be, where now we're going to have musical chairs and a guard can be a tackle, a tackle can be a guard, and they're going to try to work it out that way. And sometimes you end really not getting what you want to get. Now, when they had Clifton and Tauscher, that worked out for a long time. But right now, it just seems like there's going to be a, a mishmash of people trying out for that tackle guard spot on the right side. Yeah, I mean, they love the versatility. They love the swing guys that could play multiple spots. But Chad Clifton's and Mark Tauscher's don't grow on trees, and you don't get those that caliber of player every year. Those are pretty special pieces right there. But I just think we're going to get into this revisionist history conversation down the road at looking at what could have that first or second round pick have been to surround Aaron Rodgers, whether it's a offensive lineman of the future or a receiver weapon. God forbid one of the big names go down. It's going to be really easy to look back at that draft, especially if Jordan Love 
essentially has a redshirt season, saying where else could the Packers have helped Aaron Rodgers? And I know he's 36. You want to prepare for the future. But I got news for you. The Indianapolis Colts just signed a 38-year-old quarterback in Phillip Rivers. The Buccaneers signed a 42-year-old quarterback in Tom Brady. Breeze is 41. Big Ben is 38. I don't see those teams really panicking about the quarterback of the future. What are they doing? They're making strong runs with their veteran quarterback and surrounding them with as much help as possible. So different strokes for different folks, and we'll see how it works out. Yeah, Ben, I want to stay there with quarterback. I mean, we're going to eventually hear from Jordan Love. I haven't heard from this guy since they drafted him. I don't understand that. But most first-round picks, you hear a lot from him. Maybe they're blaming on the pandemic. But I will want to – we have heard – I apologize. We have heard that Aaron has thrown a few interceptions. Amos got him a couple times. And is this something to be worried about? Because sometimes in training camp, and we talked about it on this show with uh, Steve and Gary uh, yesterday, is this something to be worried about when he threw all these picks or is this just him testing out things? To be honest with you, and this is going to sound very strange, I would almost encourage more interceptions in the regular season. Let this thing rip. I'm sick of him. I'm with you. Yep. See it and let that thing loose. I'm right. glad it's getting you let loose in camp. And you know, Thank you. tighter, tighter window passes, you're going to maybe pull some down. The defense is going to make some plays, but you don't know unless you let it rip. So I'm glad he's letting them rip in camp. And that's typically always been his style to take a couple more chances out there in the summer. I want to see more of an aggressive mm-hmm. letting that thing fly during the season and stop everybody harping on this amazing interception percentage because you can't grade the throws he doesn't make. So the throws he doesn't make, of course they don't result in interceptions. But I got news for you. They don't result in touchdowns or first downs either. Oh, I like that. Steve, give me a reset. I got one more question. Give Uh, me a reset. Sure, yeah, no problem. I'm talking with Ben Fennell of the NFL Network here on the Wendy's Big Show. There you go, Leroy. I appreciate it, Steve. I love teamwork. Uh, Ben, I, listen, I'm a big Alan Lazar guy. I want him to be the number two since uh, Funch has opted out. I mean, we just talked about a big catch radius, not real fast. But is this the year the MVS turn out to be anything, or should we just wait for the development of St. Brown? You know, there's a lot to unfold there, and I think it's a very fluid, you know, still developing receiver room. I like the trajectory of Alan Lazard and St. Brown. I like their size particularly where they can really hold hold down some move tight end roles, line them up tight to the formation, maybe pin down on a defensive end uh, and handle Oh, yeah, I like assignment. that. But Valdez Scantling, I think he is what he is for a fourth or a fifth receiver in the room. He's big, he's tall, he's long, he's fast. You're going to design some shot plays to him, some double moves. But I don't ever really see him being a fixture of the offense, a guy that's going to move the chains on third downs or maybe make somebody miss with a yards-after-catch opportunity. I know he did take that one 75 yards to the house against Oakland last year uh, with some catch and run, but I'm just concerned at the pecking order behind Devontae. I think it's just too easy to say Devontae's the guy, let's double-team him, take him out of the equation, and dare somebody else to beat us. Now, we've seen Alan Lazard put up really good reps on tape, really need to take that next step if he wants to be a bona fide number two receiver. But I'm telling you what, he's going to face some bona fide number two corners as well with that duty. So I just want to see the offense more distributed outside of Devontae because if they want to double him and handcuff the offense, it might be too easy. Speaking of distributed, 
What about the tight end position? And that seems like they've got a lot of bodies at that spot. Yeah, I like the depth. I like the versatility. I'm including uh, Josiah DeGuar in there as well, even though he's kind of pegged at that fullback spot. But I like the veteran presence of Mercedes. We'll see if he's got another year in, under his belt. Robert Tunyon, since being a receiver at Indiana State, has really developed nicely. But it's Jay Sternberger's show. I need this guy really to take the next step. It's unfortunate he hasn't been able to get out on the practice field uh, dealing with whatever he has, COVID or whatever else. Um, but I like the versatility <laughs> and the depth, and especially moving on from the Jimmy Graham era, which I was not a fan of from the get-go, through it, and after it. So getting that presence out of the locker room, out of the tight end room, I think improves the entire team collectively. And I'm excited for that tight end group. I want to see more multi-tight end sets. I want to see Sternberger involved in the offense. I want to see Josiah DeGuara used creatively. I have questions about a lot of guys, but I'm excited for their potential and upside. You know, Ben, when we talk about uh, this Packers team compared to the rest of the division, this Packers team coming off a 13-3 and record, it doesn't feel like a 13-3 and team as we talk about them in training camp here, getting ready for the next season. Looking back at that 13-3 record, looking ahead to this year, I think most are expecting them to go backwards from a win perspective. Yeah, you know, a lot in the analytics community see those one-score games, and I think they were 7-1 and one last year in the one-score games, and that's usually a key for a regression the next year, saying you're not always going to win those tight ball games. And they lost all the shootout games. Anytime an opponent scored 30-plus, they were 0-4 last year. So I am worried about this team, and every team is concerning when you take a star and say, what happens if you take him away? But I think collectively the Packers have a lot of depth issues. I don't think they're ready to make a strong run with that veteran quarterback. I'm not entirely sure what the front office thinks about their own roster, especially with some of the decisions and personnel moves this offseason. So we might see a bit of regression, but I think this division is still to be had for the Packers. I think 9-7 and seven could pull it off. I think there's a lot of kind of lukewarm teetering in this conference, in this division particularly with the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings, all kind of wild cards heading into 2020. So while the Packers may regress, you just got to get into the dance and then anything can happen. So if they could squeeze their way into the playoffs at 9-7 and and steal the division, anything can happen. But I have more concerns in 2020 than I did last year. Well, you know what? Speaking of that, and I know we don't talk a lot about contracts with you, but uh, obviously, they just gave up some big money to Kenny Clark. Uh, they just uh, talked a little bit about uh, Bakhtiari. They still in talks with Bakhtiari getting a big deal. But you still have Corey Lindsley sitting out there. You've got uh, Aaron Jones uh, sitting out there with some contract money that they want to get tied up, or maybe they don't sign those guys at all. W- what's your thought on the next guy um, that should be signed or a guy that may not get signed, like maybe Jones or, or uh, Lindsley? It worries me, to be honest with you. And um, there's obviously not going to be big paydays and max contracts to go all around to steal an NBA term right there. But you better bolster where you believe in. And to me, that's the trenches. That's your bona fide edge rushers, your nose tackles, your running backs. Keep getting younger and competing with the back end of the roster. And that's what I'm just concerned, that not enough guys on the back end of the roster are making the stride to compete and working their way to the top of the roster. And now there's that much more emphasis on those top guys, whether it's saying we need to pay them or potentially 
what happens if player X goes down with an injury? What do we do? And there's a lot of concerning scenarios. So I love that they paid Kenny Clark. I think that was the perfect formula. Home drafted, young kid, productive in the run in the past, getting better and better each year. That's the perfect storm. But as far as allocating to David Bakhtiari or maybe Aaron Jones after his impressive season, it's going to be tough. And there, there might be some feelings hurt and somebody that has to play on a one-year prove-it deal and you know, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting two, three years coming up for the Green Bay Packers. That's an understatement for sure. What do you think of this whole no preseason games thing, no uh, scrimmages against other teams, uh, Packers not limiting media, not talking about who's on the first string, who's on the second string. Uh, it, so it's this whole CIA aspect of that. Uh, as far as how this is all going to play out once you get to the regular season, you think it's going to be sloppy in the beginning because of the lack of preseason games, lack of scrimmages? Absolutely. I just think the, the coordination and just snap counts, getting out of the huddle, and God forbid you have an injury or something early on, you really have to thrust a player that either A, wasn't prepared, B, playing with players he's not used to playing with, it's just a very, very tough situation. I really feel for the guys on the back end of the roster not getting the opportunities to compete. Like we saw in Hard Knocks last week, a player get cut before they ever put pads on. How are you going to make the team? You're going to be a star student in the classroom? No, you want to get on the field, put some pads on, and show the coaches you, can, you have something extra and put it on tape. So I just feel for the lack of opportunities for these young kids and then being put in tough situations when the regular season comes, potentially thrust into a spot they're not prepared for. I've been having these conversations. I really feel for, A, first-year head coaches like Joe Judge out in New York or first-year quarterbacks like Tua or Joe Burrow, and I've kind of made some funny comments just saying, if I'm Tua, I'm opting out. I'm not going to play a rookie season with no training camp, no rookie mini camp, and have to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm going to look terrible. So it's a really tough situation on a lot of different levels. But as far as week one, I think it's going to be pretty fun, pretty entertaining, probably pretty sloppy. But, uh, you know, this is kind of the world we're living in, and we'll be happy to see football. There he is, Ben Fenton. He'll join us every Thursday at 245 throughout the football season, one of our favorites for sure. Ben, thanks so much for coming out, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.